Welcome to the Marketing Tips for Doctors podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to attracting more patients ready to schedule their first appointments to grow your practice without spending hours and hours away from your practice or home. Hear how to boost your online presence, develop a strong rapport with each one to increase patient compliance while adding value and growing revenue. Now here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist. Welcome to another exciting episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. This is your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Today, we have with us Gary Schneeberger. He has three decades in journalism and public relations fuel his passion for success and strategic marketing and communications. As founder and president of ROAR, that's R-O-A-R, Schneeberger draws on his executive and executional experience in entertainment, ministry, and media to help individuals and organizations engage audiences with the boldness and creative clarity that ensures they are heard. The Roar team has earned clients' coverage in hundreds of local and regional news outlets, plus national platforms from the New York Times to USA Today, Time to Sports Illustrated, NPR to the BBC, and every major broadcast and cable TV network in your channel lineup. He has advised Hollywood Studios, Universal, Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, for example, television networks like USA, History, The CW, global ministries like Focus on the Family, and publishing houses like Simon & Schuster. He has counseled and created communications platforms for authors, experts, speakers, coaches, and consultants of every conceivable stripe, from some of the biggest names in movies and TV to true mom-and-pop shops. Schneeberger is the author of the best-selling Bite the Dog, Build a PR Strategy to Make News That Matters, published by Niche Pressworks. It is a guidebook to the effective practice of public relations hailed by critics as, quote, helpful and hilarious, unquote, and recommended by colleagues as, quote, smart, clear, cogent, actionable, and always thoroughly entertaining, unquote. He also spent more than 15 years as an award-winning reporter and editor for newspapers coast to coast, including the Los Angeles Times. Welcome to the show, Gary. It's great to be here. Thank you for uh, having me. And I'm sorry that I've taken up two thirds of your time. Uh, That's what happens when you let a PR guy write his own intro, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell me, Gary, what does it mean to bite the dog? You know, when I was a a reporter, my very first year on the beat, I covered police news. And one of the things that the senior reporter who taught me how to do that told me, you're looking for stories not where dogs bite people because dogs have been biting people ever since the two species met each other. You're looking for stories where people bite dogs. And the idea behind that was when dogs bite people, that's a common occurrence. You're not looking for common news stories. You're looking for stories that are a bit out of the ordinary. So one of the ways that I counsel clients and one of the things I learned from that time way back in my journalism career was that the truly memorable news stories, the ones that kind of penetrate the uh, doorway to coverage are those that are unusual, those that bite the dog. 
Well, that would certainly be unusual, scouting the town, looking for somebody that bit the dog. <laughs> I, you know what? And in most cases, it was figurative. I think somewhere along the line, early in my journalism career, I did indeed find a story about a guy who got in trouble in some way for, for literally chomping on a canine. So, <laughs> Well, I'm sure that made news. What are three ways that you can commit news? Yeah, there's there's really three ways, and, and uh, thank you for using the. You know, I love to use the term "commit news" because it really is a pro- an active process. And there really are three ways for anyone, doctors in particular, to commit news. Now, as as physicians, the first way to to uh, commit news is the easiest way, and that is to meet expectations. There's a reporter somewhere who needs to talk to a doctor about a subject, a story that they're working on. So they go through the internet, they go through some sort of contact list, they look on hospital websites, and they find the name of a doctor who they think is going to be able to help them. So really, in that case, being a physician, in that case, doing something that the press wants to talk to you about, it's just sort of luck of the draw that they might pick your name. So that's the first way, easiest way, not the most effective way. The second way to commit news is to exceed expectations, to go above and beyond the way in which you provide your service. So using the physician example, if it's a pediatrician and you, you know, dress up like a clown or you have special days for kids or, or you have special ways of treatment, special things that you've learned in your bedside manner, special things that you've learned in your practice, those are things that not everybody is doing, not every doctor is doing. And that, when presented to a a, a reporter is going to make them go, huh, that's different. That exceeds my expectations. I just expect doctors to kind of be there. This is different. That's going to raise the level of the possibility that you're going to get through the doorway and get covered. And then the best way to commit news is to upset expectations. You do something that the press doesn't expect you to do. And with any profession, but especially in the medical profession, there are expectations, there are things that people think about doctors, that reporters think about doctors, that just certainly may not be true, but they stereotype them in some ways. If you upset their expectations, do something that they don't don't expect to happen, that's going to be the one that's going to get you not only coverage by the press, but it's going to get you coverage by the press that will attract a lot more interest among their audiences. And at the end of the day, we have to remember the purpose of getting the press to cover whatever story you're trying to get covered is not so much that the press covers it, you want to get through the press to their audiences. And if you upset expectations, if you do something that's countercultural, that's counterprofessional in the way that people expect you to act in your profession, that's going to not only get depressed to cover you, but it'll linger in the minds of their audience. That's really interesting. Can you give us an example offhand or something that you've experienced in the past that is within that statement? Yeah. You mentioned in my bio that I worked uh, for the for the Christian ministry focus on the family. And one of the things we did was when the Super Bowl rolled around, many of your listeners may be aware of the name Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was a uh, arguably today still, even though it was 10 years ago, the, one of the best college football players in history. And uh, he graduates from college. The first thing he does when he can finally make money doing what he, you know, he, 
he's no longer bound by college eligibility requirements. The first thing he does is sign a contract with us at Focus on the Family to record a Super Bowl ad. And the Super Bowl ad was, uh, had, a, had a definite focus on the family. It's a Christian organization. It's a very family-focused organization. And it has a pro-life mindset. And so we created a, uh, an ad with Tim Tebow. Didn't show anybody the ad, but people thought the ad was going to be because the issue of abortion is such a, um, a hot-button issue in the culture. People expected we were going to have a hot-button issue that was going to be political and was going to cause all kinds of controversy and stirred it up, and it wasn't. It was a simple ad of a mother and son uh, who loved each other, and um, it ended up being the most talked-about Super Bowl ad in a generation because people started to protest the ad before they saw it, and the reason why it was effective is because what they were protesting wasn't what they got. They thought they were going to get bombast and politics and controversy and they got a sweet ad and that upset expectations to the point that the New York Times actually editorialized in our favor which to this day I believe still hangs in the office of the president of Focus on the Family because the New York Times doesn't often agree with Focus on the Family. (laughs) Well that was a good idea and now he's a baseball player. Indeed he is and you know Fascinating that he would be able to, after the football career kind of petered out, he'd still be hanging around. He's at the AAA uh, you know, uh, level for the New York Mets. So I've met Tim Tebow. Uh, he's, a, he's a dedicated guy. I wouldn't count him out. No, definitely not. What would you say is the number one best practice for anyone doping public relations? It's to understand that effective PR isn't rocket science and it's not dumb luck. It's the wise leveraging of expectations and opportunities in the media and the marketplace. And the best way to, to wrangle that, the best way to collect those balloon strings and be ready to strike when opportunity rises is to have an infrastructure in place that allows you to see what trends are going on in the media, see what trends are going on in the culture, and then marry your expertise, your practice what you do, what you offer to those things that are happening in in the culture. One of the greatest things about my job is every day I wake up, I don't know exactly what the day holds because I have clients who offer a lot of different services, a lot of different perspectives. And and when the news cycle turns over and and there are things going on, there's an opportunity if you're looking closely enough, if you're prepared there's an opportunity to plug into that news cycle and to commit news. And I'll give you a tip for your listeners. The easiest, cheapest, in fact, it costs nothing, way to just keep track of how your area of expertise as a doctor fits what's going on in the culture is use what Google offers. They call them Google Alerts. And you can go into Google for free if you type in Google Alerts into Google you can set up an alert. So say you're a homeopathic doctor. You can type in homeopathic remedies or some search term and every news story published, every reporter who's covering that topic, you'll get an alert in your inbox as often as you want every time it happens or once a day that will let you know who's talking about that, will let you know how widespread discussion of that is in the culture. And that applies to any service you offer any practice you offer, you can see what's going on in the culture and in the media. And then it's a matter of pitching that information out and indicating how you not just meet expectations, but exceed and upset expectations. 
That's a great tip. How can a doctor's press release get noticed by the media? A lot of people write press releases. A lot of them wind up in the trash can or being deleted. How do you get somebody from the media to take a look at a press release that's written and say, yes, I'd like to follow up on this? That is an excellent question. I was a reporter, uh, as we said at the top, for more than a decade. And, uh, you know, it was before before email, but... Um, still, there was a lot of press releases that would come in over the fax or would come in in the mail and you just kind of take them and, and uh, toss them out. A well-written press release can still get people's attention. The key is, I have found, targeting that to the proper audience. There's a, a phrase in public relations called spray and pray. That's to take your press release and pay somebody some money to send it out to about, you know, 100,000 reporters, but there's no rhyme nor reason to who is getting it. So say you've got, as a doctor, you've got some new technique you've developed in treatment. If you send that to the food reporter for you know a local TV station in Poughkeepsie, they're not going to open it. And frankly, then they're not going to open anything else that comes from you later on. So one of the things that we try to do at Roar is to very micro target where we're headed out to. So there's software available. We use it that allows you to see who's writing about medical issues. We can check in real time how many stories were written in the last week about a very specific. So uh, let's go back to the homeopathic uh, remedies uh, example I used. I I can find out who's written about or done a radio show about or a TV segment about homeopathic remedies for something I can know who those reporters are. So I know they've got a vested interest in the topic. I can then turn around and, and communicate with them directly about whatever the latest development is. So I think it's a, like most things in life, it's about being intentional and targeted in, in the way that you present your information to them. That's going to raise your level of being successful. That's great. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they would like to speak to you about your services? Sure. Our website is we roar w-e-r-o-a-r dot l-a now that in my head stands for los angeles because as you mentioned i have done some work still do some work for the film industry so we roar dot l-a is the website Uh, it actually doesn't stand for los angeles it actually is the country code for lithuania but we won't tell a lot of people that It, it it certainly looks just like you know and we have an office in LA and we still do work. I just got off the phone. In fact, one of the reasons that our time to talk was pushed back a little bit is I got a call from someone in LA who uh, wants me to, uh, you know, uh, do some work on a movie that they're promoting. So we roar.la will tell you uh, what we do, way to get a hold of us, a way to pick up the book. I mean, the book itself is written. Sorry, I am a PR guy, so shameless plug. The book itself is written to really no, so help. Hold that back up again because sure. people may not have seen that. There you go. That's great. So the book itself, available through all online booksellers, is a good primer in kind of the, I sort of walk readers through the entire uh, why PR is important, how PR began, how you build an infrastructure, how you become relevant, all of those kinds of things. Some of the things we talked about, about committing news. So you can get the book from the website or from Amazon. But the way to get a hold of me and to get a hold of the firm is to visit weroar.la. You can schedule right there a free consult with me personally 
for about 20 minutes if you're so inclined. This episode has been really exciting and very enlightening. Thank you so much for being with us today. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much and have a great day. You have been listening to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors, speaking with Gary Schnurberg, and this is Dr. Barbara Hales. Well, till next time. Thanks for listening to Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Press the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about the show. Join us on marketingtipsfordoctors.com for replays and more resources to help grow your practice, strengthen your brand, and dominate your field. Remember, you are one tweet from greatness. Greatness.